Welcome to the Brains Magazine podcast, a podcast with in-depth interviews and conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, expert coaches, industry leaders, and international celebrities. Get exclusive insight into the world of business, mindset, leadership, and lifestyle with your host, Mark Sefton. Welcome. I'm really excited for today. It's the first Celebrity Brains podcast, and I'm so pumped to have a dear friend and a great champion in Greg Reed. How are you, Greg? Come on now. I am so good. Even I want to be me. I'm fired up from California. Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you, too. Now, I know you quite well, but for those that don't know you, Greg, who are you? <laughs> well, you choke um, on your coffee. <laughs> I'm just a regular guy. So interesting. You know, I, I've been publishing like 112 books, 45 languages, make major, you know, major motion pictures, and uh, I run a big event. Yet I'm just a regular cat who does some extraordinary things by surrounding themselves with people that, you know, play at something that I would work at. I believe mm. in the power of work your strengths and hire your weaknesses, and you can accomplish amazing things. Now, because I've only got a limited amount of time, I know that time is precious for you. I kind of really want to get to some of the nitty gritty of your journey. And I would love to know, Greg, what's the one most harmful silent killer which has penetrated our thoughts and really short-circuited our power? What would that be? The lack of understanding how much power that we truly have as an individual. If you look back in life, if you're, for example, in America, they play a game called baseball. And when you get up the bat, and if every time that you, uh, you know, got into that circumstance, you hit a home run, you'd be pretty confident after a while, every time you got up the bat. And looking back in life, we have got through 100% of every challenge, every opportunity, every struggle we've ever gone through. And yet when we're faced with some setbacks, we get flustered and we wonder if we, you know, survive this as well. And we are very powerful human beings. So to me, I always look back and say, look, every time something goes bad, something better happens. Every time I smashed a car, I got a better car. Every time I got divorced, I got a better wife. So when something bad happens to me, I just go, whoa, whoa. something even more spectacular is right around the bed. I love that attitude, you know, because then it doesn't absolutely knock you off kilter because you're just seeing the opportunity, even in the struggle, which I think, you know, is really important. So I love yeah, that you embody and that. There, and there is no real, I mean, at the end of the day, people always talk about success and failure and all this stuff. There's really no such thing because you're never really successful. As long as you're working towards success, you're therefore deemed successful. And a failure is only a failure until you quit. So as long as you're working towards something, Technically, you're always successful. Mm. And, and, and we we'll always talk about the power of the progress rather than perfection. So I am a very firm believer of you do the very best you can, and then you leave it to the ethers to decide whether or not it's a success or not. I'm making an example. There's a big difference between being detached and non-attached. So I live a non-attached lifestyle. Detached means you just don't care. That's not a good way to live. But non-attached means, look, I'm going to give it the best I can. I'm going to do everything possible to make this a, a grand success that people like it and they welcome it. Yet once I do a book and I birth it to the world, it's not my responsibility whether people like it or not or whether they share it. All I can do is the very best that I can. And having that non-attached mentality leads me to the opportunity to see the next thing that's coming right behind it. Love that. 
I think I think over the next 30 minutes, people are really going to enjoy, I guess, the way you frame things. You've achieved some amazing things, but I would love to know, Greg, has there been a historic event in your life that kind of triggered you to be the man that you are today? You know, I had a great role model in my mom. You know, a lot of people say that, but yeah, I really did. I had a really good role model in her and I sought amazing mentors now and coaches and things of this nature. And there's a big difference, by the way, a mentor is an old wise person that will give you direction and they don't charge money. They're just the people that guide you along the journey, right? They're the Oracle, but then you hire a coach to kick in the ass to keep you going to make sure that that comes to fruition. They're two different things. And I believe we should have multiple mentors, multiple coaches in our life. For example, I got a great tennis coach that teaches me my backhand, but I'm not going to ask them financial literacy. I'm not going to ask my accountant about my public speaking. I'm not going to ask that public speaker about my writing. So I make sure that I find the people that are getting the results that I want for myself in every chosen field of endeavor. And I seek the very highest person and I learn from them. Mm. Yes, people make the mistake, don't they, when they work with a coach or mentor, that they're not actually looking at what is it that this person has that I really want, you know, and it is too liberal and not niche enough? Well, you just said it. You said it very eloquently there. So the whole secret for me is who's getting the results that I want for myself today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll give you an example. In America, uh, there's a if I was going to start a restaurant chain. Well, a buddy of mine, Gene Landrum, did Chuck E. Cheese, which is this phenomenon in America Yet he did it 40 years ago. I don't know if he could do it to get, you know, same today. So I'd say who's doing Mr. Beast Burgers or In-N-Out or Five Guys or whatever the hot trend is. Mm. And I'd ask them for guidance because they're doing it in today's marketplace. And I believe that's what people are missing. You know, it's interesting. A few years ago, I went to Pamplona, Spain. And I went running with the bulls. You actually run from the bulls, but I went running with the bulls. And I called the person who wrote the definitive book. And I said, hey, man, I want to have a good time and not get killed. Where do I go? He says, that's easy. Once the rockets go off, you go around the second bin, stand right here. The bulls will go to one side. People trample themselves the other. You'll be right in between. You can take a selfie. Boom, that's where I went. When I went to Africa to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, I just found their Sherpa that I climbed it 900 times. Wherever they put a boot print, I put my boot print. I just followed successful actions. We can literally have anything, everything we want just by following those who've already accomplished what we'd like in our own daily life. Yeah, and I think if anybody's listening, you know, looking at your life and, and what you've achieved, Greg, and, and then listening to the fact that you've surrounded yourself with the people that really are echoing where you want to go. They're kind of blazing the trail. Like you said, you follow the blueprint and then you've had the success that you've had today. Now, I know that you're really big into keeping your mind sharp, but what would be your top tip for keeping our brains active and really sharp? Don't let people put garbage in. I'm going to give you a great analogy of this one. If someone came to your home and let's say your wife is cleaning up and everything and they bring in a trash bag and it's full Mm -hmm. of dirty diapers, rotten cheese and old (laughs) milk cartons and they open it up and they start dumping in her living room. What would your wife say? She'd say, stop, get that out of here. Right. Yet for some reason, we'll let people open our minds and start dumping in there. We just sit and take it. Mm. We also have to respect ourselves like the same as a living room carpet and say, stop, appreciate that. Take that somewhere else. I got to go focus over here. Mm. And by doing that, you keep your mind sharp by not letting other people, you know, put their crap on their garbage on top of your positivity. Mm. Yeah. I think it was Shayan who said, if you get rid of the garbage, the rats will go. (laughs) 
What a great quote. I'm going to have to borrow that one. That's, but it's true. There's truth to that, right? Yeah. The whole idea is surround yourself with people doing what you want to do. Oh, that's genius. Second of all, don't let people put garbage in your brain. Oh, it's a miracle thing. Yet if we do these small, simple daily activities, all of a sudden you'll see compounding effect where you'll start seeing amazing things start happening because you're putting positive messages, positive influences, positive things. And it's like that thing behind me here. It says PMA, positive mental attitude. And nowhere in PMA does it say that you have to avoid reality. I mean, look, when things happen rough, you want to address it head on. But by doing that, again, you say stop and you get rid of it. So for example, if I have a tough conversation to have, or I got to do something I've been putting off, I do that thing first and then the rest is easy. I love that. Now, for you keep pushing the needle forward, what has really kept you hungry to keep creating and building? rather than giving up and saying, I've achieved some success, I can sit back. What's kept you moving forward? Yeah, it's always that next thing. And for entrepreneurs listening in, I'm going to share a little secret. On average, I'll use another baseball analogy. Sorry about that. But this is a good one. We need 26 at-bats on average before you hit a home run. So unfortunately, most people you know, start a yogurt shop and it goes out of business and they go, oh, I tried you're 25 swing short. So what happens is that you have to do 26 before you're by statistics have a success. Now, sometimes you hit a home run the first time at bat. Sometimes it's the third, sometimes it's whatever. But if you go back and look at people's successes and setbacks, it'll blow your mind. If you take all the emotion aside and just sketch emotion and say, okay, take Richard Branson, take Richard Branson. That guy's failed almost everything he's done except for two things. But those two things are so huge. They're monumental that made him a billionaire everything else pretty much fell miserably. If you look at Donald Trump and look at all the side gigs, they all failed. But you know what? The real estate and the, uh, you know, the other things, they had a great success. And you look at Microsoft. Let's just use a Bill Gates. Most people, I would average ask and say, would you rather have a Mac or a PC? They're, you know, they're, you're split, but usually you understand that there's going to be some challenges more with a Mac than a PC. Yet they still are the biggest juggernaut business, right? Mm -hmm. Because the realities are they're focusing so much on the successes rather than the little setbacks they took along the quest. So do you think success is is addictive? Do you feel it is for you? That's a great question, by the way. No one's ever asked that. I would say yes in its own way of that you're always striving to see what's next. Uh, You know, can you go bigger? Can you expand? Look, when you get into personal development, I think every human being that gets into our space says the same thing. If I could help just one individual, then I know I've done my job. I mean, it's so cliche, (laughs) but everyone says it. But what happens is once you've helped 10 people and you get letters from you know, people that were going to, you know, change their lives and they decided not to. And then all of a sudden there's thousands and then there's tens of thousands. You go, well, how can this grow exponentially? So for example, I'm going into mainstream media now because I've done pretty well in the speaking arena. I spoke at the Pentagon and the United Nations and, you know, all the biggest stages and happened to, you know, uh, written a few books and all this good stuff. I've made a major motion picture, but I haven't done TV. So I'm going, all right, let's see what that's all about. And I realize if I write another hundred books and let's say that impacts 2 million people, which would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Guess what? One TV show done right could impact tens of millions instantaneously. So it's that compounding effect where I'm looking at to make the biggest impact the best way that I can. Love that. Yeah. So finding different ways to meet your audience in a, in a real smart way. 
Greg, I know that you're an award-winning author and filmmaker, along with a speaker, and obviously you're the brain behind Secret Knock. I always like to find out from people that are at the top of their game, who's really impressing you right now and why? It's all these new things coming out that I'm not 100%, you know, up to date on, but I'm learning every single day, like NFT, non-fungible tokens, right? I'm like, well, what the heck is this? Selling digital assets. And then there's a big cloud. I'm going, this is the greatest little thing I've ever seen where finally people can get rewarded for putting out their content rather than giving it away for free. So I always think it's what's next. Look, in football, a quarterback never throws a, a ball where the wide receiver's standing. They throw it downfield and let him run to it. So for myself and my friends, we're always looking, chucking these Hail Marys down the field to run underneath them because we know eventually we're going to you know, catch one of them for that you know, amazing home run or, or, or that touchdown. So that is what we are doing. And that's what I do each and every day. I love that. And I, lo- I love brands. And I know that we've talked about a few brands at the moment, or at least people behind those brands. But what's your favorite brand, would you say, Greg? And, and why is it your favorite? I'm going to say Apple. And, and the reason is I had a chance to meet with Steve Wozniak, the guy who actually created the whole Apple, you know, Apple empire from the very beginning. And more importantly, I realized that everything synced so easy. It's so human friendly, meaning that I can open up that phone and give it to a five-year-old and they would know how to use it right away instinctively without even knowing. And I find that pretty spectacular. And when you can sync your phone with your computer with your ipad and everything's talking together with my other employees and the people working with me it's a modern world that uh, is absolutely a phenomenon to be able to see this in my living time yeah i love apple as well and i i think people either love it or hate it but i definitely enjoy it for the same reason how how user friendly it is the navigation and how they all talk yeah i think it's definitely a, a massive plus yeah, and back back to Wozniak, for those listening here, I'll, I'll give you one of my favorite uh, interviews. I said, how did you and Jobs have so much success? And he says, we embraced our lack. I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, we embraced our, what we didn't have rather than run away from it. And I said, give me an example. He said, well, when microchip processors came out, they were so expensive, we can only afford one chip. He goes, Jobs sold his car. I sold my calculator. We pulled our money to buy one of them. But Hewlett Packard at the time and IBM would make machines that go from A to B with 20 chips because they had all the money of God. He said, we pull away five and I get it to work with just 15 and pull away five, get it to work with 10. Eventually, I went from A to B using our one chip that we could afford. He goes, we were not trying to be innovative or slick. We found the shortest, cleanest path. And by doing that, we changed the way people do personal computing for the rest of the world, for the rest of their life. He said, where could you be in your own chosen field of endeavor if you stop looking at something as your greatest challenge and obstacle, but it could just be your greatest blessing and opportunity in disguise. Wow. That's a real refreshing way to, to look at something. And always fascinated when people have created something and you look at the backstory and sometimes it's circumstance that have kind of made them uh, pivot into their thought process. But that's that's a great example, Greg. Thank you. Now, I'm a massive fan of routines and habits. And I wondered, with you achieving the success you had, Greg, what would be your, your best serving habit that you feel really helps you move forward every day? Do the least amount possible. I know that sounds crazy. What I do is I believe in the power of delegation. So I put the people that literally play at something I would work at 
And by doing that, I get the most done by doing the least myself. Mm -hmm. So what happens is I have amazing ghostwriters and editors who take my gift of gab and my you know, creativity and then craft them in a way that people would want to read it. So if I, you know, I'm dyslexic, I can't really spell very good. And, but if you wrote, you know, read my books, it would be, you know, stop talking, get off your butt, get outside, take action and do it. <laughs> That'd be my book. So they have to craft and say, it was a glorious Sunday afternoon when a young broadhead lad caught the entrepreneurial spirit, right? So I, I work my strengths and I hire my weaknesses. Mm. Same thing when I made my first major motion picture. You know, I never ran a camera. I didn't do casting. I didn't do costumes. I created it by bringing all these amazing people together. And as a collective, we create something that's impacted the lives of tens of millions. So the whole idea is I do the least amount so I can get the most done. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. I bet you're a joy to work with. I'd say I'm kind of similar. And people say, oh, Mark, it's so refreshing. You just let me do uh, what I'm good at. And I think, well, that's the whole point, isn't it, Greg? Like, if you're outsourcing to somebody who's the expert, then let them be. Correct. I, I, I've never made a website yet. I got some amazing websites. I, I don't do my own taxes. I don't. I just the things that, again, I would work. Uh, I would work trying to figure out. I don't waste my time doing that. I just do more podcasts. I do more speaking engagements. I do more creativity. I create more ideas. And by doing that and incorporating the uh, you know expertise of other people that are just excelling at that, we get so many things done. And that's a little secret look behind the curtain, kind of like the Wizard of Oz. Mm, love that. Greg, are you afraid of anything? Is there anything that actually is a challenge for you? Or do you just eat things for breakfast or just delegate them out? You know, it's interesting. You know, we all have the same type fears. And Napoleon Hill years ago, when he wrote a book called Think and Grow Rich, the biggest chapter was called The Six Ghosts of Fear. And people don't address it very often, but, you know, he talked about fears that I disagree with because it was written a hundred years ago. And he's talking about the fear of loss of love, like the fear of divorce. That's not a major fear. Give me a break. Fear of old age. I want to get old, right? So I, I don't buy into those. But I think the three biggest fears that we all have is one is the fear of pain. That's why all the drug commercials. It's the fear of the unknown. That's the big you know, driver because like this last year, you can handle yes, you can handle no. It's that maybe that just drives you nuts. And then the biggest one is the fear of criticism, uh, the fear of judgment, you know, what other people are thinking. And the big newsflash is no one's thinking about us. They're dealing with their own situation. So if there was ever a time to, you know, write that book or to make that movie or whatever, you act in spite of that fear. So for me, a lot of times I'll go into a new chosen field of endeavor. Look, I'm going to make a movie. I'm going to go into TV. I'm going to try this thing. I have a little hesitancy going, I've never done that. What will people say? And then I stop and go, they're not thinking about me. I got, I'm going to take action because I know that, you know, I have a good shot at this. And more importantly, I can impact some other people to have a ripple effect so they can impact the lives of others down the road. I love that. I think the unknown is definitely one that I, even I've, you know, really struggled with. I think that was the hardest thing for me in the pandemic, not, not knowing when it was going to end all the restrictions. You know, I really loved what you said about the third one. You know, you're right. People don't stay awake at night thinking, oh, that Greg Reed or that Mark Sefton, they really don't know what they're on about. <laughs> yeah, well, here's good news. Everyone watching this, you've never heard of me before. And what's really nice about that is that, you know, you could be creative and impact the lives without having to have the big ego behind it too. Mm. You know, that's something to me that I think is, is missing in today's world. There's so many Instagram guru people and show offs and look at me on a private plane and look how great I am where other people like myself and my friends, we're just too busy 
actually doing things, <laughs> then mm. we have no time to talk about it and go brag. So the whole idea depends what side of the fence you want to stand on, but I'd rather be a doer. And so later on in life, I can look back and say, gosh, we really did something while we're here. That's very special. You know, it's kind of interesting behind me. People can't see it, but up on the wall, I got a star. And uh, last year I got a star in the Walk of Fame in Las Vegas on the you know, strip about six from Elvis Presley. And people, you know, ask, you know, was my favorite legacy piece? I don't believe in legacy, by the way, but I do believe in monument. And I'll tell you the reason why is that my son, who's only nine years old and I'm 57, the chances are when I pass away, he's never going to go to a grave. He's never going to go this thing. But for the rest of his life, when he goes to Las Vegas, he's going to say, hey, there's my dad and pour one out. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it was really cool to have a little monument of something you can leave behind. And some people, it's a book. Some people, it's a record. Some people, it's going to be a video. But I believe it's really cool to, and it's important to leave our mark behind so that we can impact the lives of the immediate people right behind us. But also understand this. Within three generations, we're all forgotten. No matter who they are, you're just, you're forgotten. So the idea is what can you do to the next generation to pass a baton so that they can leave the best life so that they can then leave it to their kids and their kids and their kids. And if you don't believe me, go to a seminar, get on stage and say, hey, everyone, name your, you know, what's your dad's first name? 100% can tell you. Say, what's your grandfather's first name? Half of them. Say, what's your great grandfather's first name? And there's nobody mm. because that's how long, like, and that's your own family, let alone <laughs> legacy pieces, right? So yeah. it's very important to understand that, you know, you can make yourself feel good saying it, but it's really cool when you can actually live by example and then have the next generation followed by that example. Yeah, some good good things here to chew on. I, I'm loving this, Greg. And uh, I saw you post that star on Instagram. I thought that is pretty cool. So well done to you for that, because I was impressed. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. And again, I just wanted that for my son. So that, that's the coolest part about it. It's less about Greg. It's, it, it's about my son, because then he has something to look up to and later on down in life or look down on and walk all over me. Just mm. <laughs> so, so it works out pretty good. And, you know, and I've had a couple of really good epiphanies these past years. The way I always look at this is I'm just a student who happens to be one step ahead of somebody else. It's not better than somebody. It's just one step ahead of someone else. So someone else watching this knows something I don't know. So if you play a video game and you're just one level ahead, well, you can teach the next person how to go to that next level. That's all it is. And I like to be that student, whereas I'm learning things, I can pass it to the next generation. And the latest one I've been learning is this power of, you know, P CPC. Uh, I did a book called, uh, it was a Wealth Made Easy, where I interviewed billionaires. And CPC by Mark Anthony Bates changed my life. Mm -hmm. And it's an acronym that stands for clues, C, P, patterns, C, choices. You and I talked about it before, but mm -hmm. this is so important. People listening, this is it. I wish I would have learned this when I was 10 years old. It's about accountability and responsibility for every single thing that happens. It's your fault. Stop blaming people. I'm a single guy. So if I go out on a first date and the woman's 20 minutes late, anything could have happened, but there's a little red flag. It's a C, it's a clue. If I go on the eighth, ninth, 10th date and every single time she's 20 minutes late, that forms a P, which is a pattern. Now it's my C choice, whether I deal with it, I yell at her, I break up, but it's not her fault. She's just late. Stop trying to change people to fit in your own little paradigm box. And we'll see people with a bad reputation in business. They'll cheat your best friend. You do business thinking it'll be different and things go wrong. You're mad at the person. 
You saw the clue. You saw the pattern. You made the choice. It's like seeing a rattlesnake rattle, bite your kid's sister. You go to pet it, get bitten. You're mad at the snake. Looking back, rarely will we be angry at relationships that failed or negotiations that fell through. We're just mad that we stayed in too long because we saw the clue. We saw the pattern, but we made our choices late. Wow. That's that's deep, Greg. And why do you think we, we miss it then? Oh, is it just because we're hoping that things will change or are we so deluded that we just don't see what's in front of us? The second part. And what's really interesting is people will tell you every single thing you need to know if you would listen. But most people will not listen. How many times have someone gone into a relationship with someone that says, well, don't fall in love with me. You're just going to get hurt. And then they fall in love with them and get hurt. Well, guess what? They told you exactly up front. And if you go back and you watch the clues, patterns, choices, people will tell you everything. You just got to open up your ears and not be so convoluted with your own dreams that you're not listening to it because you want to see something other than the reality in which it is. Love that. Love that. Now, obviously, this is the Brains Magazine Celebrity Podcast, Greg, and uh, I've always got the audience in mind. And, you know, for those that are writing articles or creating video content, What's the one thing that we should all be considering when we write that next piece or create that next video? You know, write from something that you know, something that you're an expert in, or I'll tell you something that's even a little bit more special because that's what people would tell you. Look for things that you'd like to learn. This is what I do. I'm a student. So for example, I know the power of stickability, the power to persevere. I will not give up for anything but I don't know exactly how to do it. So I just know I do it, but I don't know how I do it. So what happens, like when I'm going to go write a book called Stickability, I will go interview people to find out the neuroscience behind it from the Harvard professors. I'll find out the top business minds, the billionaires to find out what they did and then redirect it and recraft it and engineer it. So I can go, oh, that's how I did it. And more importantly, here's the system, the blueprint. So someone's going through it, they can start doing it for themselves. Love that. And who living or dead, if you could meet, who would you choose and, and why, Greg? There's only two people literally on my bucket list that I haven't met. And it's kind of for a specific reason, because then I would have met everybody, which is kind of thing. So I, I really want to hang out with the Dalai Lama. I know it sounds mm-hmm. weird. And Billy Joel. Those are my two you know, things. So I, I, childhood, you know, music growing up, how much attachment we have. Uh, but I see myself sitting on a piano bench, uh, you know, singing a couple tunes. And I like to hang out with the Dalai Lama because he's the most non, you know, commercial faith-based believer in spirituality. And I'd love to hear from that perspective exactly what's going on through his head. <laughs> uh, are you familiar with Russell Brand? Of course. Yeah. So I heard him speak, right. And he was telling me that he employed a guy from uh, his school days and uh, he, he really didn't have much of an education. So he said to Russell, can I be your driver? And he said, yes. And uh, he called uh, Russell. He said, Russell, where are you going to be late? He's like, late for what? He said, you've got a meeting with Darren Lama. He's like, Darren Lama. He's like, it's the Darren Lama. <laughs> it just really tickled me when he shared it. And you hearing <laughs> about that, just priceless Absolutely yeah. fantastic. So just to end then, Greg, I, I love to, I can see that Secret Night Knock is behind you on your shoulder there. Tell us a little bit about that, Greg, uh, before we end today. Tell us a little bit about the, the essence of that and what that really is about. Well, for those that, you know, I, I'm the first experience that you don't know a lot of the work that we do is I'm very blessed and honored. My, my full-time job is I get to travel the world to meet the most powerful 
and influential humans. And then I tell their stories in books and film. Not a bad racket if you can get it. Mm. And people kept saying, how do I meet your friends? So I started an event in my living room 15 years ago with 12 people where I interviewed a couple of the famous folks that I hung out with where people had access. And they said, well, do I need a ticket? And I go, it's in my house. Just do the secret knock. Bum, bada, bum, bum. And it was a joke. And it went on and they told people and we became Inc. Magazine, Forbes Inc. You know, Magazine, Entrepreneur Magazine, top rated event in the world for business leaders. And so we do it once a year. Our next one's going to be in September. Things are opening up in America once again. Mm-hmm. And we're bringing in amazing human beings. And what's cool is Rather than learning just from coaches and teachers and mentors, I said, what if you just hung out with the person who's done what everyone else is talking about? So if you got a clothing line, you're going to be able to come hang out and shoot pool with the guy who started Ugg Boots, a billion dollar brand. If you got an invention, here's the guy who created the magnetic strip on the back of a credit card and changed banking. If you want to play games, here's a guy who did Pictionary. Where would it be like if you could hang out with the folks who've actually accomplished what everyone else is dreaming? Because a lot of people sitting watching this go, well, it's easy for you. You have all, these, all this access. All I can say is BS to that because I'm giving you that same access. But will you take action with it? Many receive great opportunity and they get great guidance and counsel, but not everyone applies it and does something with it. Right now is an opportunity. You go to secretknock.co, fill out an application. You too could be sitting right next to somebody who's impacted the world and you could be next. I love that. And there's so many great little phrases that you said that over the last uh, few years, especially now on Clubhouse, that we've been kind of sharing a space sometimes, Greg. And I love when you say, you know, seek uh, counsel, not opinion. I love that one. It's such a good one. It's stuck with me. And, you know, you talk about stickability. That's stuck with me. And and then the whole concept of if, if it feeds you, feed it. And if it eats, you chop it off. I've been sharing that everywhere ever since <laughs> I've been hearing it again. That's great. Yeah. And then it'll be repeated. And then it's your quote. And that's what's so cool about this thing. But let's end with the council opinion, because that's a great Mm. epiphany for people. You know, the most successful people on the planet seek counsel. And unfortunately, other people listen to opinion. And you think, well, what's the difference? Opinions based on ignorance, lack of knowledge or inexperience, like family, friends who've never done what you're about to venture upon. Councils based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship, people have paved the way. So if you go to a family friend or like I did and said, hey, I'm going to write a best-selling book, they know I'm dyslexic and can't spell and they're going to try to talk me out of it to protect me, to keep me safe. And they've never written a best-selling book. But if I go to Mark Victor Hansen who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, he's going to say, Greg, here's what you need to know and give you counsel based on wisdom, knowledge, mentorship. Mm. If we would spend our activity only seeking counsel and ignoring people's opinion, that's the day our lives would change. Amen to that, Greg. I love it. And finally, how do people find out more about you? What's the best place for people to kind of really see who you really are? Well, I'm going to be switching over to BitCloud. I'm just letting everyone know BitCloud's going to be my new home. And you can go find me on right now on Instagram. It's Greg S. Reed. And if you DM me, it goes directly to me. Uh, so there's no filters, anything like that. The only request I have is I don't want to talk about the weather or what your kids ate for dinner. If you say, what's a good business book or who should I meet over here? I'd be glad to make that you know suggestion for you right away. Loved it, Greg. Thank you for your generous time. I hope you have an awesome rest of your week and I'll see you soon. Keep smiling, my friend. Thank you for joining this episode with me, Mark Sefton. I hope you've really enjoyed it. Feel free to leave us a positive review on iTunes. And I look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode 
of the Brains Magazine podcast.